Welcome to the Edencast. I'm Chris. And I'm Vincent. And today we have a lovely guest, good friend too, Mergen. How you welcome, doing? Welcome. I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks awesome. for having me, guys. Oh, we're glad to have you. Glad to have you on. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about your. Oh, actually, before that, I always forget this. <laughs> I don't know why, but today we got some Middle Eastern food, mm-hmm. and it's from Shawarma. Yep. So what we got today is just chicken shawarma, falafels, and hummus. Yep. So and you guys probably saw this on King Marie's episode. Yeah. But uh, we love Shawarma Inn, so if you're watching, sponsor us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and dig in. All right. Yeah. Right. Sure. Guess nice. first. Thank you guys so much. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Family style. Yeah. It's the only way. way. There you go. The only way. Yeah. It's the one and only way. So, yeah. So, Mary... Get, so what episode is this, guys? This one would be episode f- four. four. Yeah, four. Yeah. Nice. Episode so, four, season two. Mm-hmm. There you go. So go ahead. Uh, introduce yourself. Who, who who are you? What are you about? What you do? Sure. Uh, so my name is Monotone. Okay. Uh, that's the name I go by. Also, my legal name is Mergen. But uh, what I do is I make music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I make art. I hold events, and uh, yeah, that's okay. about it. That's what about what it. kind of music? Uh, so I'm a hip hop artist. Okay. Uh, I've been making, I've been rapping for since '09, so I'm I'm hitting the decade mark now. Wow, oh, damn, that's a long time. It is, man. I was, and and gladly I started at a good age. Mm-hmm. I started when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I, I was lucky enough to discover uh, hip hop mm-hmm. at a young age, and I was lucky enough to meet a lot of people who encouraged me to pursue it. Because you know, back when I was young, oh nine, oh eight, Asian people weren't trying to become rappers. No, right? And it was a joke if you were trying to be a rapper. <laughs> it was a parody, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I met you know very fortunate people that encouraged me. They were like, man, this is dope. I think you should, you know. They they gave me encouragement. And that just, that went a very long way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's true, because, like, back then, on you, like, even on YouTube, the like, people who rap were just trying to be funny. Yeah, like, exactly. The Asian rappers, at least. And that was the only in into Asian rapping was mm-hmm. you had to be funny. Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, like, you know, if you're, like, serious, then, like, I don't know. It's just mm. People can't relate, they felt. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that was always the case too, because mm-hmm. it's like back then you ha- for as an Asian person trying to like come up, be fun, like you have to be funny, you have to be cheesy. Otherwise, it was like, no, you know, you, like you said, no one was gonna take you serious. Yeah, yeah. It's like we have to make ourselves a laughing stock. Kind of. That's wild. That's right. a that's an interesting thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that you like you mentioned <coughs> that. <clears throat> Looking back at like all these, like um, the older like um, Asian film stars, right? Like Jackie Chan. Um, Bruce Lee was a little bit more serious, but he still had like a little twist in like you know the way he talked. But a lot of them, yeah, they were. There's a comedy built into like the way that they acted, mm-hmm. and that's kind of interesting. That that's how it started, right? Yeah. For them, at least. And kind of funny how it continues on to now, right? Like through YouTube and trying to be YouTube famous, you have to have like a comedic personality, right? In order to kind of like be more known on like, especially in the um, earlier stages of YouTube, right? Like I remember, ah oh man. Those were good days though. Yeah, they were the good days. They were right. the good days. It was, it was very, YouTube was very jolly back then. Yeah. It was like a very like fun place. Yeah. yeah. Now... Now it's just compilations. You know? I know. <laughs> now it's just on the features. Just like I'm tired of seeing the shit all the yeah. time. Yeah, uh, all I watch is NBA NBA uh, replays now. Yeah, you know, on YouTube. But back then it was like a source for, you know, inspiration yeah. even. A lot of inspiration, yeah. really. You know, the little the people in Cali they were making all these like podcasts and videos. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. for the Midwest kids who didn't have a lot of Asian people going around with. It was like a big influence. Yeah, yeah. You know? Definitely was. So who who would you say was your inspiration at that time then? 
Like at the time, yeah. man, I was a really big uh, Timothy De La Ghetto fan. Oh, shout oh, out to obviously. I love shout Timothy. Shout out to Timothy. Right. Uh, I used to like Lil Crazed. Uh, That's, yeah, that was the one, that was the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything bad. Yeah. I used to, I used to really enjoy his music. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess them. I mean, everybody, right? Like, Niga Higa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that one dude uh, with the guitar? Filipino guy, oh, and not Filipino, the Korean guy. Songha Jun. David. Oh, oh David So. No, not David So. Jason, no, something Cho, right? Jason Choi. Something you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. no, I know he didn't about. smile yeah, yeah, yeah. for like the first like yeah. seventy-seven thousand subscribers or something. Yeah, yeah. it was like Cho yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. I think it's David Choi. David Choi. David Choi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. David Choi, I think. Yeah, but you know everybody who was on yeah. YouTube and like was on the feature page and. Yeah. Was like doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I just wanted to join in. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, I could do this too. But yeah, you did, right? You took it to your own hands. I did, I did. Kind of like awesome. created your own. I don't know if you had a YouTube channel, but I know you had like SoundCloud. I, I did. Uh, I took down a lot of videos. You mm-hmm. know, made it private. Mm-hmm. Wanted to. Uh, I felt like it was a little outdated. Yeah. You know. Mm. What are you trying to do now? What am I trying to do now? Man. Well, last I heard, I don't know if we could if we're gonna talk about it, but you were talking about with um, Charlie Glitch uh-huh. about uh, vinyl. About vinyl. Yeah, like put your records on vinyl or something. Man, like that. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. But right yeah. now, that is not really in the budget right now. <laughs> oh, you know, because they're expensive? they're expensive yeah, oh. because um, they don't have like you know vinyl factories like they used to anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's all like privately pressed in little companies and. For it, for it to be pressed, they need to create the master for each one of them, and that's like a that's expensive. So it's mm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a wow. cheap process. But um, yeah, I'm working on this new album right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to release it early this upcoming year. Uh, hopefully, it's gonna come with a short film. Mm. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Uh, that's dope. I've been thinking that's of interesting. I don't want to give away too much, yeah, but the no. thing is. Uh, each song is like a music video of its own and they come together to create mm-hmm. also a visual story. That's kind of like what um, Beyonce and Rich Chiga did. Oh yeah? Have you seen? No. Nah. Um, it, was, it was a very good um, like visual, like what you're trying to say, like I saw it immediately because he shot a one take music video and each bit was like a song. Like he was oh, going wow. through his life and he was like rapping about certain parts. And Beyonce, you said they made a song yeah. together. Be- no, no, Beyonce had her own thing. Like oh, that. okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I, I didn't even I'm hear like, about that's that. That's wild, <laughs> dude. The hell? I can't find the full video, but it was like the most recent one, or the one with the lemon that looked like a lemon head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Lemon head. Yeah, that was like a meme or something. She looked like a lemon head. But um, uh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's just her with her braids, like mm-hmm. all the way back. But yeah, she did that. And it was it was unique, mm-hmm. but yeah, I would love to see how you do it, Murray. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So one interesting thing is, so when I was graduating high school, I was in a fork road. Mm-hmm. I was picking between making music and like becoming a director. Okay. So that's always been like something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So what did you end up doing? Music. You did, yeah, you ended up doing music. Okay. So like, um, I guess kind of like, so for it starting like, you know, back then in like um, 08, 09, right, for you, and kind of like coming up from there, it's like when you found like, you know, music and art, you know, really be your passion and kind of like pursuing this kind of like, um, this kind of like profession mm-hmm. in a sense, right, or this passion, what was your like, you know, at home support structure like you know your parents cousins aunts uncles and all that stuff compared to like you know your outside like your friends and the, your close friends now um very different very different drastically different no support from home none at all none at all um, that's crazy first eight years mm-hmm. seven years damn and then 
my mom like started getting on board. My sister's always been supportive though. I'll mm. tell you that, mm. right? My little sister, uh, she likes it, you know. Um, but my parents, my dad especially, man, we've been arguing for years. We're still arguing about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it hasn't stopped. Yeah. And after a certain point, I was like, man, I can't. You know, I know what you mean, but this is a it's a sacrifice I got to make. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm jumping. You know, I'm already here. Yeah. And the thing is, I understand where they're coming from. It's like, so I'm an immigrant, right? I came to yeah. the States when I was 11 in 2003. Okay. And my parents brought me halfway across the world for me to study and go to college and get a job and support them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I just bailed on them, yeah. you know? I bailed on their dream. And I... I feel bad about it at some times, but at the same time, it's like, they just want me to be successful. Mm-hmm. The reason they complain is because music doesn't bring in enough money. They're like, you sure you want to be doing this? You want to, you know, take further steps to better your life? Mm-hmm. And music isn't really helping. Mm-hmm. So I know what they mean, but what music does for me, aside from money, is just, it's, it's priceless. Happy. It's priceless, man. Yeah. So... That's awesome. Yeah, that's why uh, know. you guys are feeding me now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, like, yeah. we, we talk about this a lot in our previous episodes, but same with me. Like, my parents, when they tell them, like, yeah, I, I want to do this podcast thing, like, this radio talk show, go on YouTube. And they're like, and we fight about it, too. It's like, like you, we want you to be successful. Same idea. Yeah. Like, don't fuck around, right? But they don't, I guess they don't, they can't see what the vision that we have they don't mm-hmm. know like we see it and right now this is like the small baby steps and you've been doing it for how many years again music like 10 years still baby steps exactly like, until you like really make that 10 jump. years of baby steps yeah right now. yeah literally mm-hmm. and you still make that baby steps and then eventually you will like skyrocket you just gotta keep going you gotta keep trucking and that's just like the process of hustling that we always talk about yeah because yeah. it's not luck man you know they talk about luck but if someone gives you if it's luck, then you can't keep it, mm-hmm. right? And if you plan on keeping it, then you gotta you gotta build it yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I want to say there is some luck, right? Just because of like um, the whole timing aspect of things, right? Like, yeah, instance, I mean, being at in in this in this place in this time. Yeah. What a privilege. Yeah, right? definitely, definitely. Because I remember like back in the day, I would be just pondering like oh what if i just started a youtube channel or what if i did this what if i did that right and then if i if it hadn't been for that year that you know vince showed up at work and yeah if i didn't meet him at work i would have realized that oh wait we're cousins oh wait yeah. yes oh you guys are cousins stupid. yes nice. it's the dumbest thing in the world right um yeah we're somehow related and i wouldn't have actually pursued the whole like podcasting right if you didn't show up at uh Galter, which is where we worked before and now we mm-hmm. jump ship to another place but yeah it's it's, just, it's really interesting and i would call that kind of like lucky right like that's some luck playing into it for like the timing aspect. Can, I, can i say something yeah. to that yeah i feel like you guys were presenting an opportunity yeah and you both saw it Mm-hmm. And then you took that opportunity. It wasn't yeah. luck, right? He could, he still could have showed up, and you could have been like, ah, we're not doing the podcast. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah, because yeah. you made that decision consciously to be like, hey, this is a good chance right now. I'm gonna take this chance. I'm gonna hop in the train right now. Mm. That's so true, actually. So, so yeah, man. Does, does luck tie into like for you, like things happen for a reason? Yeah. Would you say? Or yeah. I wouldn't. What's I your, don't know how I feel about that, but after it happens, it's too late, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you make the best of that situation. Yeah. So I try not to be like, you know, damn, what is the meaning that this happened? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, that's a question that's uh, it's not going to be very helpful, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to go with it, right? Exactly. Because mm-hmm. it happened. Okay, it happened. How can I... How can I make this better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. One thing you said to me at High Bio that I, like really stuck to me was like you want to go with the wind, 
but at the same time you want to hold that that rope still mm-hmm. so you'd never lose ground mm-hmm. or like the direction or whatever but yeah yeah it's um don't wander uh pointlessly mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. wander with a with a with a compass really mm-hmm. right so that's like that's what you were doing exactly precisely mm-hmm. is that you wanted to go to the next level but you weren't sure how you wanted to step up your game and then you saw the door and you're just like cool right <laughs> yeah and, pretty much yeah and that's that's how it should be right yeah but don't say yes to all of the doors don't be a yes man then now you know now your yes is no longer valuable yeah it's lost its meaning because there's no no <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's, that's true. about that balance mm. wow. but one thing i wanted to say um because you're talking about how your parents, you know, they can't they can't see you and your YouTube dreams and your vision, mm-hmm. right? Um, have you guys ever heard of Sadhguru? Sadhguru. Sadhguru. This no, dude no. I've been uh, I've been listening to. He's a yogi. Yeah. On YouTube. Well, I don't I don't know if he's on YouTube, but you know, oh. his stuff is on YouTube. Oh, okay. And he said this thing where like humanity we have this tendency to be like if it didn't happen in the past then it can't happen in the future Hmm. right and he says uh, humanity one of our greatest assets is that we create something that has never existed right we're able to invent and that is the thing with a lot of people is that even our thinking it's hard to envision the future because you literally have to imagine right and it's, it's hard to just imagine all of it together. It's easy to retract to memories that already exist, to things that you already know. Yeah. So they envision a life for you with the things they know, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it's different for you because you don't have that vision also that they have. And they're so stuck in it because that's their reality that they're struggling to see your podcast vision and, mm-hmm. and the YouTube dream and because they don't know like you know people on YouTube and how long they've been doing it right. and you've seen their progress and rise yeah. but they don't know that right they have they didn't see Timothy they like go from like a bedroom to MTV right yeah. like and they don't know how that was for us as an audience member so it's just it's not their fault yeah. that's literally how it works yeah. and that's why like you know I don't like put any blame on my parents if anything, they're motivational to me at a certain point. Right. Because I got to prove my dad wrong. <laughs> you know? There you go. Stand your ground. Yeah, exactly. Stand your ground against your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the guy? Hmm? Yeah, I'm not... Um, I don't think that's him, but... How do you spell his name? S-A-D-G-U-R-U. Mm-hmm. Sadguru. Is he like... Does he just talk? Is he... Yeah, he's Spotify? so... Man, this guy... Wow, you guys should listen to this guy. Where, he, where do we find him? Just on YouTube. Oh, that's that's where I found him. Oh, and okay, I've been yeah. listening to him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I found him, but it's like a S A D H. So, <clears throat> he talked about the difference between someone asked him what's the difference between spirituality and religious, or or to be religious, right? Mm-hmm. And he says the difference is organized religion. When you, when you say you're Christian. Or, or anything, right? Mm-hmm. When you say I am, you subscribe to that entire scripture, right? To the book or whatever the religion is mm-hmm. and, their, and their teachings. And he says, when you come across an issue that you've never personally dealt with, right? That you didn't have to think through and experience, you default to what the book says on those issues. And that's why organized religion is extremely dangerous because you're you're losing your freedom of choice mm-hmm. your own you're thoughts. giving up free right. will because you're subscribing to this book yeah right it's literally a book mm-hmm. and it has its own opinion on everything and you're giving away your opinion for this to the book to mm-hmm. the book and yeah. that's that's very dangerous and he says spirituality the difference is you live and you experience and you teach based on your experience and nothing more. And that's what a guru is, he was saying. And I'm just like, damn. That's just like how um, I read about like Socrates and Aristotle. Like That's how they were back then. Oh, yeah? You just live, experience, and then whatever you find, you just 
kind of come together and let's see what we can like. And you discuss it and you think about it, mm -hmm. right? But then yeah, the thing yeah, with religion is you can't discuss it, mm -hmm. you know? You hit a wall because they're like, that's how it is. That's how it is. This is the way God wanted it. And yeah, you just, you know, you're not critically thinking anymore. Mm -hmm. You're no longer an individual that's deciding for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous. What's your ethnicity? I'm Mongolian. Mongolian. Okay. So what uh, like practices do they follow? So my family is Buddhist. Uh, I'm, I'm like I have like a leg in on, on, on all of the doors, mm. you know, spiritual, you know, and I still enjoy monks and their company, you know. I I ask them questions, and they they give you very real responses too, mm -hmm. you know, based on at least the monk that I go see, and. I don't subscribe to Buddhism, but I just, you know, subscribe to people who who are experienced, in my opinion. Yeah. And I feel like they know what they're talking about. Is the Mongolian community big in Chicago? It's actually uh, decent. Yeah. Uh, looking at about 15,000 people. Okay. 10 to 15. Where are they mostly? Um, mostly the suburbs, man. Suburbs, okay. Skokie, Niles, mm. Desplaines. I've seen a few more recently, like, just moved out to this area, too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't think I have many Mongolian friends. I recently just like mm -hmm. came across Hmong too. Oh yeah, there's yeah. a big Hmong community in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, and that's where I ran into some. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. It's huge because, and that's the thing with you know a lot of refugees when they come to the states. Mongolians aren't refugees, but you know like the Hmong people were placed in one spot. That's mm -hmm. why like it's like that. Mm -hmm. You know, Cambodians were placed in in certain places when they were brought here Vietnamese, oh yeah yeah you know mm -hmm. Vietnamese people were placed in in certain areas yeah so there's Canadians pockets. yeah there's literally pockets yeah, yeah. I'm that's sure there's crazy. Canadian Vietnamese yeah, folks sure. there's a lot yeah that's a lot yeah. mm. wait are you guys Vietnamese I just no I'm Chinese I'm yeah Chinese. I'm sorry yeah. I just... no that's cool <laughs> Chinese Vietnamese kind of my okay. story is kind of whack like I'm trying to figure it out too I even oh, yeah. did like a DNA test just to like see those are I don't they're kind of risky. No, it's not about risky. I just don't really trust them. Because uh, the thing is, um, in my opinion, but I don't know, you know. You make clones of you, bro. That, oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I never thought about that either. <laughs> that just blew his mind right there. Hey, oh, that's shit. scary. That's pretty know? scary. That's pretty scary. But I was, I was just going to say, I feel like they don't have enough... Um, uh, what's the word? Like data? Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, where... They're kind of like linking you to some of these like more popular families yeah. and clans and, and shit that they have access to. That's so but they're not like going and testing DNA testing Mongolian people. Right. So I don't think my Mongolian is going to pop up. You understand? Like, <laughs> if like, you're not testing Mongolian Express. people, how are you going to tell me I'm Mongolian? <laughs> That's true. You know? I feel like it's, it's certain like, um, I don't think it's like that. I think it's just like certain traits like in, within your actual like um dna like it hits certain markers that say oh you're from this region or this region if you're you know alive right now because these people migrated to this region at this so-and-so time do they give so you they a timeline too uh i don't know <laughs> actually i've never taken it so i'm not too sure that'd be kind of no no timeline so what did it say for you um like what they found mm -hmm. they found that i was like 80% Chinese but from Taiwan so I'm like what ah. and then I got a quarter like Filipino and then I, when I asked my parents and grandparents they're like no we're from mainland China like we're from here this province that's interesting that they have it down to Taiwan mm -hmm. right so I think um, my history could be really off but If I'm not mistaken, during, like, the whole turmoil that China had during, like, the dynasties and stuff like that, the emperor and his people escaped to Taiwan, and they stayed there for X amount of years, oh. and then that's what kind of, like, that's how they established Taiwan to be, like, Taiwan, and then, because back then, if I'm not mistaken, Taiwan was just, like, a, kind of, like, a port city, right, and there was, like, a lot of, like, um, pirates in that area so they went there turned it into what it is now and then mm -hmm. they came back to reclaim China and then mm -hmm. here we are okay. I don't know yeah I'm 
I could be like missing the mark by like a lot or going straight ahead. It's been a while since I dabbled in that, but yeah. yeah. Can you speak the Mongolian language? Yeah. What What is it called? It's called Mongolian. Oh, just called Mongolian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. It's a common question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you didn't. You, and you. You said you didn't grow up in uptown, right? No, I didn't. So, so my immigration story uh, came to the states when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in LA for a year. Lived in West Hollywood. Uh, went to school there in sixth grade. So I came. I left fifth grade. I came here in sixth grade, because they uh, they let me pick. They're like, you want to go into fifth grade or sixth grade. You know, being a young kid, I'm like, I'm going to sixth grade. <laughs> so I skipped the grade. And then, um, yeah, I lived in L.A. for a year. And then we moved to Chicago. And then my parents moved us to Skokie. And I started seventh grade in Skokie. And I spent about nine years in Skokie. Okay. And then I moved out after um, maybe like a sophomore. I don't know. I don't know now. And mm-hmm. I moved out to Chicago. And... I've been here since. Yeah. Oh, wow. How'd you find yourself into, like, MCYP and ER? So, so that, like I said, remember how I said the luck thing? Yeah. It's a, it a, it a crazy coincidence, right? So I was, you know, I was, like, really inspired by traffic and all of that shit when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend, but I didn't have, I didn't take any, any action in towards, you know, making a music career happen. And one of my friends... He moved to my school from Uptown, right? And he was an MCYP cat. And he he was, uh, you know Richard Yap? I don't know if you know Richard Yap. Uh, no. No. But he moved out in high school, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was part of MCYP, and he used to rap. And he's a pretty good rapper, so he was better than me. Yeah. Real Shit. quick, MCYP is Multicultural, multicultural youth, youth, Pro- youth Project. Youth Project. Yes. Um... But yeah, so he moved to uh, he moved to Skokie. He went to my uh, high school, and like we started becoming friends. And then like I found out he raps, and then I would just like during gym class, I remember I'd be like, "Come on, bro, spit me a verse, spit me a verse." And one time we we're on the fucking bicycle, and he spit me a verse. He spit me a sixteen bar verse while we we're on the bicycle, like working out during gym class. And I was just like, "Damn!" And he killed it, you know. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like. You know, let's, uh, and then, and then, you know, I, I bugged him a lot and he brought me to MCYP mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. And that's when I met John and Steve and all of that. And man, I was, that was the only time I went to MCYP Yeah. because I went there and I was like, Ooh, I was intimidated, bro. Yeah. You know, I was just starting. Everyone was like real good. We wrote together and then we like shared what we wrote. And then we got in a circle, started freestyling, and my freestyling was super whack. It was just, my written was bad. It was just, you know, yeah. but it was an experience. And I was just like, I was so intimidated that it was very helpful for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, man, I want to get better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I want to, like, I want to be, you know, I want to be up. raw too, like yeah. John Vietnam. You know? uh, rest in peace. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's how it went down. And... And then I started applying to the Uprise uh, 2 uh, cipher, right? Uh-huh. Online cipher that they had. Was that at, what location was that at? That was at Alternatives. Yeah. What about number three? Was also at Alternatives. Because I think I was MC for the oh. third one. I also did that one too. And the crazy thing is like, man, if you look at my beginning of music career, a lot of people I don't think would have like kept going, you know? So the Uprise 2... I submitted an online verse. I got into the top four. So when you get into the top four, you're supposed to like perform it at the event, right? I go to the event. I go on stage. They pull, you know, call me out, and I froze like a, a bar into my uh, verse. And there's like 300 high school kids. I'm embarrassed. Like this is this is my peer. You know, these are the people I was trying to uh, impress. And I just like froze on stage, and I was like, "Man, I'm gonna do better next year." Mm-hmm. And Uprise Three comes. I finished that verse at three a.m. I recorded it that night. I went to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. I worked all day, and I was I remember I was rehearsing during work, and then I went to the show, and they also called me into the top four. I'm like, "Yes, 
but I also froze again. Yeah. And I couldn't remember this one. And it was, I was just like, man. And I was outside, I was having a cigarette. And it just kind of. And John Vietnam, he came out outside. And, you know, he, he, he knew of me. Like, we weren't like close. And he was just like, man, just keep going. Like, don't stop. You know, and I was like, really? You know, because he just killed his set. <laughs> like, he just murdered his feature set. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, damn, you know, I'm lacking. But just that little, like, brief moment we had, and I was just like, okay, you know, thank you. I appreciate that. And, yeah, man. So it was, like, a very odd beginning. Mm-hmm. And, but, but you know, I was a little delusional, man. And I say this to some people, like, it's helpful to be delusional sometimes, right? To be a little bit out of reality. Because if I knew how whack I was, then I would have stopped. Right, I would have been discouraged, but I felt like I could do better. Mm. Right, but I felt like this is this is like not my best effort, and like it could be better. Right, mm-hmm. and I had this delusion that like people were telling me to stop, and I'm like, nah, man, like just just over the hill, you know, yeah. just around the block, yeah, <laughs> around the corner. One more, gonna... <laughs> man, one more, one more, one more. Yeah, we're almost and, there. We're almost there. And I'm, I'm still on the same thing, you know, <laughs> almost there. You're at that corner. One more corner. Yeah. One... <laughs> This podcast, you know, this, yeah, one more, this one more show. Corner. There you go. Yeah, exactly. You go. But yeah, that little delusion, man, it really helped me. Because mm-hmm. if I was realistic with myself, like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. It's not a it's not a good way to support your family. Yeah. But. So I guess, like, my thing now, right, is like, so yeah, you had your, um, at that time, right, in your life, you had your external support, right, which is like your friends and like um, your collaborators that you worked with. And. You know, your family was, your sister was supportive, but, you know, your mom started coming on a little bit. Your dad's still kind of on the fence, more or less. So, with that kind of, like, energy, and especially after the first two ciphers and everything like that happening, what kind of, like, helped you to kind of, like, stay on track in terms of, like, man, I'm going to get this done, right? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Like, what, how was your mental fortitude, like, throughout that entire process? It's not consistent, mm-hmm. I'll tell you that. It's a lot of ups and downs. I've wanted to give up mm-hmm. many a times, um, but I can't quit. Like, I have I have trouble quitting, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's harder I for me I think a to, lot of us do. Like, it's hard, it's very hard for me to give up, you know, like, it's not even quitting. Like, it's, it's literally giving up, abandoning. So I just, I, I came close to it many times, but what, I guess what's kept me going it's a lot of different people, man. You know, it's not just like one singular force. Yeah. It's not like as simple as, man, if you just have this one thing, like every, you know. But the support I get from people, you know, like you guys, yeah, my friends, ER as a group, that's very helpful. Because sometimes I'm not on my shit and they're like, hey, come on, let's go. Yeah. And then I, and then I get it done. You know, so it's... Yeah. That group dynamic has been extremely helpful for all of our growth because mm-hmm. we all of us didn't know what we were doing, but we knew we had a passion for like this stuff. And with enough time and with enough effort, it just kind of it kind of happened. So people get so lost too in like that giving up phase where they like totally disregard their support system too. That's when they've completely like gone dark. That's mm-hmm. so hard to pull them out from. Yeah. That's just wild. Like, to, like, really kind of, like, see, right? Like, oh, man, I don't know. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> just, just like, that, I'll call it. Um, what did it have to do with? Pulling someone out? What's the last thing you said? No. I said pulling someone out from the dark. Like, yeah. you know, once they go there. Yeah. It's hard it's to kind of, like, pull them back yeah. out. Um, yeah, I've had a few friends that are kind of, like, like, like that. And, you know, I'd always hit them up, you know, just to check up on them. And it's, yeah, you know, it's like, you try your best to kind of help some people, you know, and you can only do so much. And then you can't, just, you can't hold yeah. nobody's hand, yeah. you know, you can, you can do it for a little bit, but, um, yeah, they got to walk themselves. You can show them the door, but you got to walk in yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, staying motivated is tough, man. You know, that's why I listen to like Sadhguru. <laughs> he, yeah. you know, people like that, they, you know, it's, 
Uh, have you guys heard of Gary V? Mm-hmm. Gary V's inspirational. Yeah. Um, Pe- people say they they're tired of him saying the same things over and over again. And I was talking to my other friend, who I look up to, and he was like, the, and he looks up to Gary V too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying the reason why those people are saying they're tired of his shit of saying the same thing over and again is because they want to hear something different to justify what they're doing. Right. Because he's giving you the truth. Yeah. There's nothing else to it. To yeah. success is literally just busting your ass off. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, there's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if you get the shortcut, then you can't keep it. Nope. If you get real lucky, then they're going to take it away as fast as you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of naysayers, you know? Even even my close friends have been like, hey, man, you know, because they have two kids. And they're like, you sure you want to keep doing this? I think you should, like, find something something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, good about it. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it is what it is, you know? And I know what they mean. They just, they want to, they want you to be happy. They mm-hmm. think that this is a pointless road and that's okay, you know? And if you, if you, if you have that fire, that's all you need, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's actually really beneficial for us too, right? Because there's times where I guess one of us would be slacking or like one of us would be like, kind of on the fence and like just a little over ambitious right for certain things and then the other one's there to kind of like just be like hey yo 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 wake up step out of it right exactly stay grounded yeah yeah so yeah I guess that's pretty dope to have like um kind of like a partner to kind of work with mm-hmm. you know so but with that said you know I really applaud the fact that you know you're you're pushing through for so long for like 10 years like, exact, like yeah 10 years and you're pretty much solo too right like you don't really have a partner I mean you have the support group but well, yeah. you know we do a lot of stuff as a group as mm-hmm. Elephant Rebellion uh, you wanna talk about them real quick yeah yeah definitely so Elephant Rebellion is our artist collective <clears throat> that we started in Uptown in 2012 and um, yeah we've been we've been together for 7 years now but uh yeah, our game has slowed down a little bit as we have aged, but at the same time, like right now, I'm more focused on, on my solo stuff, but there's still, you know, I still have that group to fall back on and, and still do our group stuff, you know. We're actually running um, three weeks of workshops starting tomorrow oh, wow. for these, uh, I want to say they're teens, young teens, uh, creating music and recording them. Okay. For for three weeks, and then they're gonna release a little mixtape. There you go. So that's fire. That's like you know that's and that's some of the stuff that I don't do solo that I do with the group because when we come together as a group, it's like Voltron, right? Because <laughs> every go. everyone's leg is actually functional. Yeah. Right. They can walk on their own, and you come together as a group, and that's the best thing about being a collective, and not a. Not a band, right? Mm-hmm. Because then you have pressure to like. I don't know, go walk together at the same time. And that's not what we're about necessarily. It's about, you know, you doing you, but when we come together, you know. We got it. We got we got our backs. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's really awesome. So if this three week, like, um, kind of like boot camp thing, um, is it just kind of like, like, where, where is it going to be held? And kind of like, is it like a I'm not sure public thing? <laughs> okay. Well, it's like a, we're coming into the classroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think two days a week for hour and a half a day. Oh, that's dope. And uh, so it's during their school time. I don't know if it's CPS. I'm pretty sure it's CPS. It might be like a community organization too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then we will come in, uh, split them into groups, workshop them a little bit, teach them the basics of, you know, uh, rapping making beats and they would make their own beats mm-hmm. they're going to write their own lyrics we're going to put them together record them and master get a mixtape. yeah master their stuff a little Damn. bit and and man that does tremendous amounts of inspiration for the little kids yeah like imagine if someone came to your classroom showed you how to make a song like man you yeah, know that would have like, been dope back in the that's day. like getting the groundwork exactly done. That's awesome. And then it's up to you to kind of like hone that, hone that, uh, what you call it? Yeah, craft. if that's what they want. So here's you the know? toolbox. 
Yeah. What do you want to do with it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Holy crap. Mm. But yeah, so th- that's some of the stuff we do as a group. Mm. You know, we've actually uh, toured uh, different states with the group too. Um, okay. Yeah, we do a lot of group stuff also. So it's not just... Even like when it's my solo stuff too, like even though it's just mostly me, there's there's a lot of like, there's a lot of helping hand, mm-hmm. you know? There's a lot of people that give me a lot of moral support. Yeah. Trust me. Especially from our community, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's great. It's great. And notice how it's, it's like everyone is, for me, it's really odd to see or, and it's beautiful because like we're all coming together. You know, you got Nookie and Hop with High Bio. Mm-hmm. You know, ER still doing their thing. And then the little shops and restaurants, like, you kind of see them coming up too, like, being more involved in the community. And yeah. then us kind of dipping our toes in that community too and just kind of finding ways to bridge everyone. And it's, yeah. like, it's so fucking awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's awesome, but it's also, like, really... I don't know. It's... It's... it's uh... It's a big hill. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. It's a big hill. You know, to kind of like climb. Another right? corner. <laughs> exactly. You said yeah, another corner. Yeah, this is, especially in the Midwest, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we, it's a little bit different over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of so. Asian communities have a lot of uh, infrastructure and establishment in the different coasts. Mm-hmm. But the Midwest, not so much, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, so it's okay. That's true, actually. <clears throat> but the thing is, like, I feel like... Like, just from, like, um, kind of what I've heard in terms of, like, people leaving, like, the Midwest right, to p- pursue their dreams, like, whether it's dancing, um, um, rapping, hip-hop, music producing, what I've, what I've heard, you know, it's just, like, when you go out there, you know, it's really who... Who can show who up? And I mean, granted, it's kind of it's, that's kind of how it is. But trying to break that down, right, and then become something like ER, right, where you're kind of like not bringing each other down, right, but you're helping each other like move up to the next level, right. Even if everyone's moving at their own pace, as a collective, everyone is at their own levels. Right, and when they're at their own levels, they help in a sense, right? Bring other people within the ER that are a little lower in terms of like um experience, exper- expertise, or like just like craftsmanship, you know, in like you know cra- making their beats or making their bars, and kind of like opening their minds. It just brings them up, while others just constantly shoot them down, right? In the East Coast and the West Coast. Well, I don't know if. That's if those two comparisons that you made are exactly the comparison to make, but I yeah. know what you mean. Uh, cause you know I don't know we're cause we're a group. Yeah. You know, like like I said, so we we definitely have a very tight. It's like family, mm-hmm. you know, and we argue a lot too. It's not like roses and 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 sugary sweets, whatever, yeah. all the time. It's it gets ugly sometimes, but. That's what you have to do, right? And that's what you have to deal with. And the thing about LA, in my opinion, or I've said this before, not to you guys, obviously. <laughs> but the thing is, like, this is my opinion. I don't know if I don't want to, like, you know. But but the thing with LA is, it's a lot of B personalities that go there, mm-hmm. right? It's people who, in my opinion, could not be successful where they were, so they flock to LA looking for a chance, which is fine, right? And a lot of the times what happens, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah. is they get there and there's 10 other people just like you who showed up around the world, going to Hollywood, trying to make it. Now you got extreme competition. You got no foundation because you're new in town and you're easily susceptible to like tricks, yeah. you know? You can get tricked very easy. And it's, I've lived in LA, man. You know, I, I spent my first year there and I used to go back every summer because my cousin still lived there. Mm-hmm. I spent my summers in L.A. for like first five years. There's something about Midwest people that's very, I want to say nice and genuine that I didn't really experience when I was in L.A. And yeah, man, I feel like that's why it's really 
it's like man it's wild wild west over there it's <laughs> still you the know? wild wild west no literally yeah and it's dangerous if you yeah. if you're not sure who you are and and what you want to do it may not be a good look for you take advantage because you're gonna too. yeah you're gonna end up trying to suck up to somebody right and then now they ha- they could take advantage like you said so it's yeah. yeah, it's a position that I don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone does, but again, with like, kind of like what you said, like a lot of people that want to try and like make it, they tend to flock up into those areas and they just come back home just because shit hit the fan, more or less. Yeah. Because then that, another thing too is when you go there like that, you got to restart. Yeah. Right? You got to, all the connections and the, and the, and the stuff that you built in your city, you gotta redo it's it. It's not gonna help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, call this venue in Chicago. They know me. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Nah, man. That's not how it works. <laughs> no. And when you start over too, you got you're gonna still meet the. Sh- you're gonna go through that process again, finding shitty friends, losing them, getting new friends. Sure, sure. You're gonna. You're gonna. Yeah, exactly. The you're whole gonna thing. put yourself back in square one. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's. I don't need a restart button right now. I need a boost. I need yeah. nitrous. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um. So anything? Are you guys still doing uh, performing at High by O or no? The next one. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually performed yesterday. That was last night. Oh yeah. shit! Oops. Yeah. My bad. It's cool. Man. <laughs> That's why I was a little late. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was lit. It was lit. Uh, yesterday. That's dope. Yeah, we've been meaning to go back to another one. It's just schedules and stuff don't line up. We work of course, of course. Yeah. Work Saturdays. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it's part of the grind, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. Mm-hmm. What are your, um, I guess, f- current plans now in life? In life? I know you want to continue with the music, the album, but I guess what you what do you want to do next? So, 2019, what I've been really trying to focus on is building some new habits for myself. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've really noticed that I've built some some not so healthy habits in my 20s you know yeah. and I've been doing the 21 days to build a habit thing right mm-hmm. um, I've done like four different things this year that I was trying to work on I still got a couple more that I'm working on but um, yeah I'm just trying to build healthy habits man mm-hmm. because I want to get ready for the busyness now right so that when I hopefully do get really busy later, I've already like, you know, yeah. gotten used to working under all of that busyness and, yeah. and the pressure. And like speaking of pressure, that's one thing that I actually really did for a long time. I put myself <laughs> under unnecessary pressure, you know, just so like I handle the pressure. And when you stress out though, right? Nah. No? No. Oh. It's, that's all in your head, you know. Yeah. You don't have to stress out. <laughs> Life is really like this. Is what Sadhguru says, man. He says, "You there's two types of people in this world." Yeah. Right. Everyone says that, but it's not good nor bad people. It's miserable people mm-hmm. and joyful people. And he's right, right. It, everyone experiences sadness and death and all the worst parts of life. Yeah. Right. Everyone. Yeah. Are you going to let that affect you and be a miserable person and take it out on other people? Or not? Yeah. Those are the only two options you have. You know? But yeah, 2019, man, I'm just... I'm just trying to build some better habits for myself so that... Okay. Yeah. be ready for success. Cool. There you go. There you go. So 2020 is going to be... It's going to be a good year. A year of grind. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. My vision is 2020, so I hope okay. that ah, means something. <laughs> Let's go. go. There you go. Um, that's dope that's a perfect transition so like I guess with that philosophy wrapping up what advice would you give to our listeners from what you've gone through don't stop don't Don't stop stop. literally so you know a lot of people like want to win quote unquote win but the people who win are the ones who just didn't quit right there's Mm -hmm. no winning there's no finish line no one's gonna give you hey you're done you know, like, they, it doesn't exist. But who won are the ones who didn't didn't give up, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm even, like, noticing now, man, like, you know, the people I... People that started rapping with me, they're quitting now, right? And it kind of sucks to see it. 
and it's just like because they've built a lot you know they they're better than me in my opinion man and it's just like they're so close and and yeah don't get you know because you don't know what's happening tomorrow man so it's just you can't give up that's true that's how you that's how you you're literally saying to yourself i can't when you do that and if you if you tell your if you tell yourself you can't then you can't you literally can't so don't stop don't stop love it there you go there you go all right so then on that note Morgan. It was an awesome, awesome pleasure to have you on. Thank you guys so it much. It was very, um, it was very enlightening, you know, in terms of like, um, just kind of really diving down that rabbit hole of trying to pursue one's passion, right? And kind of like being a better you. It was really. Exactly. Because that's the only yeah. competition. Yourself. Right? Is you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no one else to compete with. And if you're competing with other people, you're wasting your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, awesome. Any uh, plugs you wanna? Yeah, follow me on Instagram, Monotone Three E's. Follow me on iTunes, Spotify. There you go. Google Monotone Chicago. Yeah. And that's Monotone with three E's, right? For Instagram. For Instagram, Monotone with three E's. Dope, 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 dope. I got a new website coming. uh, MonotoneMusics.com. Not finalized yet, but uh, on the way. (laughs) Look out for it, guys. There you go. Um, and then last but not least guys thanks for listening um, don't forget to follow us on Spotify Instagram and Apple Podcasts at The Eating Cast um, please follow us rate 5 stars leave a review we appreciate all the feedback and support that you guys give and uh, yeah and don't forget YouTube oh yes that's right you We're forgot YouTube. the YouTube forgot the YouTube that's why we got the camera right here subscribe ah, that's right subscribe subscribe <laughs> alright alright again Thank you, Mergen. Yeah. And to all our listeners, thank you for dining with us, and we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Take care.